So um, sure. I, I talked with a demographer at one point um, here this year, and his comment is you got a you got a church on one corner with 500 members, and you got a church on the, the other corner with 5,000 members. Who eats more hot dogs? Right. So his point <laughs> his point was that uh, we 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 really need to focus on people. Buckle up. You're listening to Terminal Exchange. Hey everyone, I'm Philip Adams, and this is episode 49 of Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Newsbomb Transportation. This week, we've got a shorter feature exchange with Newsbomb's sales director, Chris Aranda. Uh, in this exchange, Chris shares some really good insight to the sales process and developing relationships with our customers. Even after this conversation, I think there's still so much that we can discuss regarding the life of an individual load that it starts with the bidding and negotiating rates, uh, getting awarded the freight. Then there's tendering and scheduling and ultimately the driver picking up and delivering. So after you listen to this episode, let us know what other pieces and processes you'd like to know more about. What specifics would be of interest to you? Feel free to reach out to me directly or email marketing at newsbomb.com with your questions and additional feedback. I, I really would love to hear from you. Before we get into our exchange with Chris, though, I, I want to put a plug out for next week's episode, episode 50. If you haven't heard already, we are hosting Chris Spear, president of the American Trucking Association, at our annual office Christmas luncheon this week. And while he's here, we'll be sitting down for a feature exchange with Mr. Spear and discuss some of their current hot topics and initiatives at the ATA. And we'll also be asking a couple of the questions that our drivers and office personnel here have submitted. I'm really excited for the opportunity to meet with the president of the ATA, and I look forward to sharing our exchange with you next week in episode 50 of this podcast. But first, here is Hunting and Farming with Chris Aranda. So Chris, now... I've heard people say Aranda, Aranda. I've always called you Aranda, but uh, what's your answer to this? Yeah. Let the people know how to say your name. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, you are safe either way. I, I go by Aranda and it depends. If I'm talking to my grandma, um, then then it's Aranda. <laughs> Chris Aranda. Yeah, I like it. yeah. I, like I it, gotta, yeah. I gotta make sure that um, you know the the I'm speaking the right language with my grandma. Um, that's super important to her. Yeah. So, what's the heritage there? Yeah, so I am uh, so Hispanic, um, and half of my um, I'm half from Mexico and half from Spain. Wow. So those are the origins. Still got Spanish all the way around, right? Yeah, yeah. Sp- yep. Spanish speaking. Yep. Do you speak Spanish much? I mean, do you, do you uh, use un, that? Un poquito. Ah, ah I see. Um, that's almost where I stop. That's that's about it, right? <laughs> As, <laughs> for, for those translation, <laughs> I, I actually can translate that. That's very little. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I've had um, I've had people here. You, you know, we might get a, a phone call of someone who speaks Spanish primarily, and they've assumed that mine is excellent, and so they've sent them to me. 
And I'll tell you this, there's a huge difference between talking Spanish and slang with your, with your, um, or very informal uh, Spanish with your cousins and your aunts and your uncles uh, than talking business. So um, I was not very successful in that conversation, but um, yeah. yeah, I try. <laughs> now, Chris, uh, tell me a little bit about your family. You, you, you're married to Brittany. Yeah. Uh, you've got what, five kids now? What, how many? Have you got? <laughs> yeah. I am uh, married to Brittany and uh, super thankful about that. She used to work here at Newsbomb actually is in customer service. Yeah, yeah. And we have two girls, um, a three-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old, and then we have our first boy on the way in Congratulations. January. So. Congratulations. How does that make you feel <clears throat> that you've gotten used to the whole girl thing? Yeah. To, to now have a boy coming into the mix. I'm so excited. Yeah. I, even before, um, you know, I would hold friends from, uh, churches, their, their kids. And, and especially if they're a boy, I would, I would bounce them a lot harder and I'm a little bit more, um, <laughs> find myself, uh, unknowingly a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, um, you don't feel like you got to be quite gentle like, with yeah, them. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then with my girls, it's two hands, and I'm a little right. slower. And so, um, I'm the opposite. I got three boys, and then <laughs> yeah. got the girl. Yeah. Uh, which now she's probably tougher than all of them, but you know, for whatever that's worth mm-hmm. <laughs> for her. But yeah, I'm ready for some help in the fun. house. That's for sure. Yeah. Good deal. That that's cool. That's cool. Well, so Chris, I want to kind of get into uh, talking about your role in sales now, and kind of uh, the current climate objectives and uh, what your challenges are, what you're working through and, and how you're attacking that. Um, but before we kind of get that far, um, you know, you've been with Newsbomb now for about uh, five and a half, six, six years, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, you started out in the, the, the old office. I did uh, there. And uh, before moving up here, but tell us a little bit about your journey there. Yeah, it's been such a great experience. Um, I am so thankful that, <clears throat> before getting into sales. So I've been in sales for four years now. And before that, having operations um, as a background, uh, the first thing I did coming to New Spam at the old building, as you said, um, you were moving out of operations. Yeah, I was marketing. actually just moving out of <clears throat> operations. And, and and Corey Adams actually trained me in operations. So you, that was kind of the circle. He kind of um, trained me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'd be um I'd get in trouble if I didn't mention um other people who had trained me certainly my first thirty drivers <laughs> um poor guys I was pretty you're, new to you're the saying industry. those drivers trained you absolutely yeah yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely so I was new to the industry and and they were gracious enough to uh, take me in and uh, help me learn the ropes so yeah that that was a great experience um, was in operations as a driver manager for a year and then I planned loads for Central Illinois for another year and then uh, made my move to sales. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now you had a little bit of sales background already. You, your, your schooling involved uh, marketing, correct. Mm -hmm. Um, You had some sales experience with a previous uh, job, correct. Yep. I mean, you didn't come into this cold Turkey, you know, we're just going to pull a guy out of operations and throw him into sales now. No, not at all. So I am, I was lucky enough, blessed enough to, right out of high school, get a, um, a uh, sales job with a company who was really growing. They, were, they had a niche product in the ag industry, um, and, and we uh, grew by leaps and bounds. I was a part of that for about five years, and so that, that's where my, tra- my sales training came in. Um, had a great boss, great leadership, 
And um, I, I worked with a lot of um, great people in the ag industry at, at Pioneer and, and Monsanto and Syngenta and and a lot of that education happened with them. So Yeah, excellent. Now, since you've been here in sales for four years now, there's been some definite changes because when you came in, it was basically Phil Breaker, Brent Newsbaum, and, and yeah. Bill Westside. So our executive team was handling all the sales. Yep. And we didn't have a dedicated salesperson. You were that first person in recent memory that we've had uh, dedicated to sales. Yes. But but now that department has grown a little bit. We've added some additional help yeah. there to, to really make quite a, a team. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was very humbled um, at the opportunity to, to come into sales. It was a, a real respectable crew. And um, for me to come in and uh, to be a part of that was extremely exciting. So I, yeah, for, I'm going to say at least the first, oh, I'm probably going to get this wrong. At least the first year um, it, it was me. And then we hired a pricing analyst and then we added um, an onboarding specialist and then we added another uh, business development person. So we have grown by leaps and bounds, um, thankfully, and have gotten people in there that I think have, have really done an awesome job. I think everybody in that department really likes what they do. That's my perception. Yeah. Uh, and, and which is, which is great. You want people that are passionate about what they do and, and, and care about the work that they're, they're putting out. And uh, I think you got a good team uh, going on there. Yeah, we, it, it's, it's, it is a good team. It's exciting to come, come to work every day and uh, just to represent an amazing brand, um, uh, you know, a, a 70, four-year-old company going on 75 years and the rich heritage that comes with that, the, the um, great um, reputation they've built in the industry to have some part in that is, is extremely exciting. So I get a lot of questions uh, from, from drivers in particular about uh, what, what the life of a load is uh, for them. So they, they see the delivery, you know, the pickup and delivery aspect of it, that transportation from point A to point B, but they're really curious about how do we actually secure that load? How do we, how do we get that from a sales standpoint? How does that even get tendered into us? How does that get planned on them? I mean, there's, there's some gaps in there that you may not be able to fill in there the same, but how, how does a, an order even start for us? And uh, maybe take that all the way back to even developing a relationship with the customer. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, so, so the sales process really from our perspective looks like this, we'll, we'll go out, whether it's, it's farming or hunting, right. Whether we're building organic, uh, organically with our customers, adding lanes and, and really developing our density with the customer or, or whether that's that or hunting and, and really bringing on, we're really focused on bringing on a new account. We, we would, we would have probably very similar processes to, uh, to both of them, but, one, uh, outreach to the customer and start talking about what are their issues. How can NewsBomb step into a space for them and really help? Um, our strength really has been our um, our value proposition, which is our, our a couple things, but a, a lot of the ones that I like to highlight are driver retention. We've got awesome drivers who who do uh, who service our clients extremely well, and that has built a reputation over time. Our on-time delivery, our, the courtesy of our drivers out on the road really helps the sales process. It makes this, it, it really helps the sales happen, uh, especially for organic growth, right? When we're talking to a, um, a customer that has had experience with NewsBomb, they're not only experiencing me 
and our competitive pricing or our, you know, our people in house in the office, but on a daily basis interacting with our drivers and they hear what's happening at, uh, at the docks. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so really uh, sales happens at the, at the, um, you know, at the storefront, really at the dock where these guys are taking care of our customers. We're able to build on that and, and grow our company. So, so from the farming perspective, that's extremely helpful for, for drivers thinking about, you know, what role do I play out there um, on the front lines? <clears throat> and it's a, it's a valuable one for sure. And then, of course, you know, as we work with uh, building new, new customers and new accounts, having references uh, from, from past customers or existing customers that have experienced new spam. Having, having those conversations or introducing those, those folks to one another and, and having them speak on behalf of New Spomp Service, that, that's, that's, a bit, that's a closer right there. So Nice, nice. So, I, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, no, that, that, I think that answers part of it anyway. Uh, so uh, talk a little bit, like we're familiar with, well, there's different processes for actually um, going through the sales. Uh, not all customers of ours handle the sales process the same way. Right, uh, we do have bids. Uh, some of those do the do them on a yearly oh, basis. Okay. Some yeah. every other year. Yep. Um, so the technical. Are, yeah, you got some of that technical, and then some that yep. maybe are a little bit more uh, fluid than that. Sure, yeah. sure. Yep. So customers will um, depend on the customer. They've got different bid cycles. Um, they may have a bid. They may not. Right. Um, it kind of depends on their uh, corporate structure, their transportation department, and the decisions that they've made. But it's pretty common to have a, an annual bid where a customer might say, okay, what does my network look like? Let me bring this in, um, gather as much data as we can on it <clears throat> and get involved with an RFP process where they'll include carriers that they've established relationships with. And define RFP real quick. Uh, request for pricing. Okay. Yep. So, so they'll tender, tender this out, this, this um, project out. It'll have a few different milestones and um, what that looks like is an initial kind of call where they've said, okay, this is our statement of work and um, here's what you can expect. And, and they're doing this with carriers that they, they would typically have a relationship with. Um, either, either incumbents, new spam could be a part of that, or uh, brand new carriers. We could also be a part of that, right? So they'll host an RFP. They'll have different milestones. They'll typically be, and it'll range from one round to three rounds of negotiation, and uh, where our sales team is heavily involved in that, um, working with the customer either line by line or on specific lanes that we we feel would be a great match for our network. And, and a lot of that is digging into the details. You know, is there live load? Is it drop and hook? Is it live unload? What's do they have? Is it dock to dock? Right. What time mm-hmm. of day? Um, so we're diving in and really trying to comb through those details, you know, on the on the lane by lane side. And then two, just just higher level you know, what are the pay terms? This is a company that we feel like is a healthy company and is growing. What are they doing to develop or, or be at the forefront of in their industry um, and develop their transportation and, and their supply chain? So a lot of those questions really help us understand, is this a customer we want to continue to grow with and partner with? And, and then two, what, what is their freight mix? Are they a shipper of choice? Um, you know, of course, last year it was it was a, a crazy year in 2018, extremely busy, and, and that was kind of the buzzword. And in 2019, we're really, you know, seeing the results of what shippers went to go went to do um, to be and put themselves in a position of being a shipper of choice. 
So a lot of the things and uh, we we like to hit on is is wait time. We know our drivers don't like to wait. Um, so does, the more yeah. drop and hook opportunities we can bring them, uh, the better. Uh, we want to keep our assets moving just as you know on the road and and utilized um, our trailers at each facility just as much as the next guy. So I think that yeah. that becomes an important part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, so when it comes to actually building out our freight volume, the, the capacity that we're handling yeah. uh, and, and being strategic about what we're doing, yep. what is our plan of attack? What, how are we deciding where to add more volume? Mm-hmm. What, what, how are we looking at that? Yep. Good question. So, um, I'm going to say it really is um, twofold. It's it's customer and driver centric, right? Um, so what we want to do is make sure we're developing in areas that are um, buying freight, <laughs> right? So um, sure. I, I talked with a demographer at one point um, here this year, and his comment is you got a you got a church on one corner with 500 members, and you got a church on the, the other corner with 5,000 members. Who eats more hot dogs? Right. So his point, his point was that, uh, we, we, we really need to focus on people. Um, you follow the people, you'll, you'll follow the spend, right. You'll find the spend. And so in transportation, um, you know, we really need to do a good job of keeping track of what regions are developing, what regions of the country are developing, uh, where jobs are growing at, um, Mm -hmm where building is happening, um, where, where manufacturing is growing and is, is opening up. And so for us, uh, it's, it's extremely important to keep a pulse on, on the overall U S economy and, and understand what different pockets of the U S uh, region wise, what they're doing and, and what kind of growth is, is happening there. You know, so there's, there's kind of the, the big cities that you think of Dallas, Atlanta, um, you know, Nashville, the Carolinas, uh, even even out east and in, in in the upper Midwest, so so we really have to, um, you know, as as we're working with customers, uh, both keep in mind what what is what is a good fit for our drivers in their home time, and then also how can we bring value to your organization? What's what's important to you, and 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 how can Newsbomb serve that need? As far as maintaining relationships, and and not just maintaining, but nurturing and building relationships. What are you doing to to stay in contact with their transportation departments that uh, to keep us in front of them? Are you visiting them in person? What's what what's that all look like? Yeah, great question. So we really um, have challenged ourselves to be a carrier that is very relational and who it's very clear that um, as these guys look at you know if they've got a bid upcoming and they look at their carrier pool um, or network. We want them to know our names. We want them to know um, or, or have a, at least a brand in their mind that Nussbaum has uh, really developed. The, these guys are relational. These guys are coming here. Um, I'm, I'm shaking their hands. I'm, I'm on the phone with them having, having meaty conversations and, and productive conversations. And so that, that may look different. Um, it kind of depends on customer to customer what the specific need is. It's kind of interesting. Newsbomb does such a good job on the service side, L- literally that that I have had customers tell me, yeah, you, you know, especially when when I was getting accounts handed off to me, you know, we bear we don't really interact with Newsbomb much because there's never really anything to talk about. They <laughs> j- 
just do what they say they're going to do. They pick up and they deliver on time and, uh, and we love the service and I'll see you once a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> others, others, you know, it's complex. There's, they're growing, they're shifting, they're changing their networks. And so we are, um, in front of them quarterly or we're, you know, at, at some of our bigger accounts in, in, in recent past, we've been, um, um, more than that. So, I think the more the important thing is to make sure that they know who we are, that we're developing those relationships, and, and also um, doing a good job of articulating what is changing in our industry, mm-hmm. what is changing um, for you know our, our driver interests and 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 capabilities, and and what is changing as far as our our, our network. Um, so just really taking the time to talk through that and doing it from the perspective of of, um, again, I'm going to say it again, be just being very uh, customer centric. Yeah. So from your perspective right now, uh, talking with customers, what's kind of at the top of their list when it comes to, um, deciding what carriers to partner with, uh, what's important to them. Uh, I've been hearing things like corporate responsibility and you know, green sure. initiatives, things like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you getting right now? What, what are some of the most important aspects that you're seeing? Yeah. Uh, when I ask that question, um, you know, what do you look for in in a carrier? Um, typically, what I hear is is these guys really want somebody that they can rely on. A lot of you know the words that I typically hear when I go to different carrier forums that shippers host is we want a carrier that is a um, n- not just a transactional partner but a strategic partner. Um, and, and so I think that you know you can be a transactional partner, do a really good job, and actually haul a lot of volume. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're a strategic partner. And so I think a lot of our goal is to be a strategic partner, not just with our on-time delivery, um, on-time pickup type, you know, type metrics, but also our, um, our scale, our volume, our um, being able to pick up the phone, ask challenging questions uh, to our customers and, and, and show our interest in, 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 in knowledge and care in the world of, of the shipper. So they, they really are searching for somebody who can who can fill that type of a need. It's nice, I, I feel like, from our end to be able to be that kind of a partner. I mean, that's the role that you want to be able to fill, right? Yeah, it's extremely exciting to be somebody who is talking strategy um, and who has a voice as they, as they think through their supply chain um, and try to meet their customers' ever-changing needs. It, it's extremely important to have and exciting to have a team that that you know is delivering on time, who's supporting everything you're you're selling, you're, you know the the sales team is selling, and who is making it easy to have these conversations. You know, Doug and I we we take trips, or or me and Bill, or me and Brent um, would take trips, and they would it, it would be almost um, you'd almost be digging for things for them to ding us on, so we can come back and try to. <laughs> Uh, improve on something. And so once you kind of get over that, you know, that um, lack of feedback almost or lack of negative feedback, then it's, it's a clear runway. You could really start to, to go anywhere with these customers and that's developing within their own network or, you know, asking to meet their counterparts or their, or different referrals um, that they can help you with to grow the business and and to really improve the brand. So, yeah. Moving forward with Newsbomb's strategy, what what is the uh, plan for towards dedicated versus uh, irregular route? Uh, are we trying to build out more dedicated operations? What's the, what's your uh, objective right now? 
I'll say this. Thankfully, a few years back, we started taking driver feedback really seriously here. And on a daily basis, are collecting and, and reviewing that. Um, every morning, a few of us get reports on on the feedback that's been presented. And so I, I'm going to say the 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 um, voice out there is we we really need to work on our our system freight and I'm going to say creating less deadhead within our system that's extremely important we want to drive as uh, little empty miles as possible mm-hmm. and and uh, you know all for the purpose of improving our our margins and our fleet right and that's important to employee owners um, as well. And uh, so I think for us, our focus is going to be really work on the system. Um, I used two words earlier, density and velocity. I think, I think we really want guys um, in a perfect world. They're going, you know, Chicago to pick your city. And um, a few miles later, they're picking up in that same area right. and they're driving right back to another area that'll just keep them in those, those loops. And we don't, we definitely don't do that perfectly. Um, but it's certainly the, the, um, hard work that we put in to finding freight and developing quality relationships with shippers that allows us to do that. So I, I think really focusing on the system and making sure drivers get miles. They they want, you know, we want them to get more miles. We want them to have the right um, appropriate wait times or no wait time or as little as wait times as possible. Yeah. And um, so our focus is going to be on that. And of course, dedicated. They're, guys love that. They can be home with their families more. Um, it's more predictable, and and we'd love to continue to develop that. So I, I think they're both both in our crosshairs, but but I do feel like the system is really what we'd want to improve on first. So Chris, I mean, your team is definitely um, kind of really hitting their stride. I feel like everybody's kind of figuring out uh, their part uh, to the whole puzzle. As you move forward as a team into 2020, what what's getting you excited? Yep. So for us, um, we are we are really excited to grow uh, deeper um, with our current relationships, and, and I think there's a ton of opportunity to develop those out. Um, if we look at our top ten, top fifteen uh, um, customers, and and really start to dig deep into um, the networks that uh, again on on their end are changing and moving and and. Uh, reshaping, and then also, I'm I'm really excited about the opportunity to to grow um, um, with with other customers, with new ones, and to to start new relationships. I think that we we certainly are a company who, once we get in uh, involved with a customer and, and begin to develop those relationships, and they experience our service and our people, uh, it's it's really exciting to be a part of that. They love us; they really do, and. Um, the feedback that we get is is very much along the lines of of them really appreciating our people and the folks that they work with every single day, and that is drivers. Um, that's that's our you know our operations folks and 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 everywhere above and in between. Yeah, and I, I don't think we can underestimate the role that each of our drivers, customer service, and so on so forth down the line. I don't think we can underestimate the role that each one of those people plays in the whole process of nurturing and building our relationship with a customer. That's right. It, it is really, um, as we develop out our volume with current customers, it is it is not just the sales team that is having success doing that. I mean, this is truly a team effort, and um, I think it, it's a pro, it's totally appropriate 
to share that success. And that is something that our drivers, our operations folks, everybody out on the road are even down to our marketing, even, even to our faith and family trailers. All of that plays a really critical role in a brand that customers want to grow with and that a, a brand that is memorable. And, and so it, to me, we are all in sales. We are all a part of developing out this organization that we know and love. And um, I, I think that's what's ultimately really exciting about our outlook for 2020 and, and just being a part of Newsbomb. Yeah, excellent. Chris, I couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, I want to thank you for uh, taking time here to share some of the sales process, the outlook, uh, climate currently. Uh, hopefully that's uh, valuable information for our listeners here. And uh, again, just want to say thank you to to all of our people uh, for their efforts uh, as employee owners, uh, being a part of this company and making it the success that it is. Yep, so, uh, absolutely. Thanks thank, for having me. Thanks, Chris. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, terminalexchange.org.